the work. So I'll contextualize uh, it like this, and that goes back to the point that you was making, uh, which is, it's not about nativist thinking, you know, to think of technology as indigenous or not indigenous. Yes. But fundamentally, my experience and my understanding of history is that you cannot copy well if you cannot create at all. The capacity to copy is inherent in the capacity to create. And we saw, we've seen that in all the East Asian miracles. Toyota, the reason why they built Toyota Way and was so powerful over time as an industrial transformation mindset was because when the weaving loom, the automation and the mechanization of the weaving loom in Europe came to Japan, they knew that to copy it more effectively, as opposed to just import, they had to innovate on top of it. I mean, if you're going to just copy something, they might as well just buy from the original yeah. source. The only reason it makes sense to be able to absorb new technology is your ability to enhance what you received. The interdependence of different formats of innovation is critical. We are doing work right now in cold chain, and here I'm talking about the policymaker dimension. And in the area of cold chain, what most people don't realize is that there are a lot of biomedical products that are heat unstable. To transport them and to store them, you need to be aware of the effect of heat on these products. Blood is one, insulin is another, vaccines is another. The challenge is that it's very difficult when you look at the product to tell if it was stored properly in the right temperature or not. Now we've gone to build a system where you use polymers, very simple chemical polymers, as tagants and markers on the packaging of the vaccine or the blood or the insulin or whatever. Now these tagants or markers shift slowly with temperature cumulatively and they create a pattern. Obviously we are not inventors in the chemical dimension, but here's what's interesting. The work that we've done in information technology means that we understood the potential for computer vision to use these polymers to tell with a webcam as the product passes whether indeed the temperature that it's been stored in throughout was proper. No way could we have copied the polymer knowledge in Europe and America, uh, in Asia if we, without our computer vision capability, we couldn't add value to it. Why would I be worried about polymers if I don't have a way to create a new way to tell a vaccine, to tell whether a vaccine was stored properly or not? So the ability to copy requires the ability to create because creation creates absorption capacity. And that absorption capacity, the ability to absorb innovation is where policymakers don't get. So there's often the point that why do you have to create or how do you have to invest in R&D because at the end of the day you can just simply import a technology. It makes no sense. There is no country in East Asia where alongside trying to copy, you were not trying to create enhancements that were locally unique and providing local advantage. So policymakers have to understand this. It's not purely a matter of total factor productivity. Just import as much technology as you can. We tried that in the 60s. In Chroma, in Nyerere, Ufo Ibuani, I can mention so many policies off the top of my head. Modibo Kita, all of these people tried massive industrialization based on importing Eastern European technology. Technology from East Germany in particular. It all failed. By the 1970s, industries had collapsed all across Nigeria. All the attempts to try and supplant the, the granite pyramids and the rest of it have failed. Ask yourself why? Why could we not import enough technology from East Germany and stir up an industrialized, uh, an industrial revolution in Africa? Because to copy effectively, you need the ability to absorb. And to create the capacity to absorb, you need to create local capabilities that are unique to the culture, to the environment, and to the history. Well, on